Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Game Time with Manny. Uh, it's been about a week, but this time we are going to talk about E3 2017, the Electronic 3. Uh, in case you are somehow unaware, every year uh, there is a video game expo called E3 where major publishers and developers show off the newest, the coolest stuff that they're working on. Um, originally it was more meant for, uh, like shareholders and companies so that they could see what the company they were investing in was going to put out over the next, uh, year or couple of years. Uh, but since then it has more evolved into, uh, like a, your average trade show. Um, so developers announce all kinds of games there uh it's more like public facing this year was actually the first year where the public was allowed to enter or pay for entry uh so so that that's that was pretty interesting uh and we'll we'll see where it goes from there because it, within the past couple of years people have been talking about the relevancy of E3 in modern games because developers have a more direct connection and direct line to consumers so they can have their own events they can just stream it out they can put out a video they can use influencers and like uh, stuff like that to reach a direct audience that they know will be reached whereas with E3 it's not necessarily a guarantee that everybody's going to be watching that other than like super hardcore gamers uh but I I think allowing the public in uh, will change that a little bit. So without further ado, it's game time. So the last time I podcasted about E3 was two years ago in 2015, and I kind of let it get away from me. Um, instead of just talking about things that I cared about, I kind of just listed off literally everything that was announced at all the major press conferences, and that sucks because it was like two and a half hours long. This time, I'm going to do a much better job, and I'm going to talk about the things that I remember or stood out to me. And that I was really excited about. So, one weird thing is, in, in the past couple of years, uh, E3 has been creeping further and further into the weekend before it. So, like, the actual show usually takes place Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And, like, that is when journalists will go and take all their meetings and put up videos and stuff like that. Um... And then usually the press conferences from, like, Sony and Microsoft are on the Monday beforehand, so that's technically, like, day zero of the show. Whereas, like, last year, maybe even the year before, Bethesda decided that they were gonna, like, get in on the sweet press conference game, and they did that on Sunday night, um, and this year, uh, EA decided to leave their Monday slot and go uh, to be on Saturday, which I think is really weird, but also, like, EA wasn't doesn't actually go to E3 anymore. They have an event called EA Play that's, like, just kind of far from the convention center in LA that E3 is held at, and it's all, it's all very weird. Um, so, yeah, this past uh, Saturday, I was at work, 
and I tried to catch some of EA's press conference during that, uh, but didn't really end up seeing a whole lot of it at work. Uh, so I watched it when I got home, not live. Uh, but I, th- I think generally for the past couple of years, EA's press conference has been kind of boring. And I think that's because they end up putting out a lot of stuff that I don't really care about. Um, whereas like they, they do publish, uh, Bioware stuff cause they own Bioware and like, I used to like Bioware a lot. Like Knights of the Old Republic is my jam. The original Dragon Age, uh, the first three Mass Effect games, much more one and two than three. And then now they've kind of slipped. Like I didn't really like Dragon Age two. I didn't really like Dragon Age Inquisition and I don't ever want to play a sequel to Dragon Age now. Mass Effect Andromeda was a butt festival and like i i don't know but they are putting out a new game which they didn't show at uh the ea press conference bioware is making a new game called anthem um that they like apparently made some deal with microsoft to show so they were just basically like hey we're making anthem what's good and then they're like you can see more at microsoft's thing which is like man the one of the only things i wanted to see you really aren't gonna have here um and obviously they're they're making a sequel to battlefront uh, so Battlefront 2 is happening this time. It will actually have a single player component. So there will be a campaign. Um, <clears throat> and, and like that, that looks cool, but I, no shit. I played Battlefront one time when it came out and I looked at it and I said, wow, this is some Star Wars with Battlefield and it looks really pretty and I don't really like multiplayer shooters and I never want to play this again. And then I didn't. So I probably will not be partaking in Battlefront 2, even though I really like Star Wars and the original two Battlefront games uh, back in, like, the PlayStation 2 era. And, and yeah, they showed, like, a half hour or some crazy amount of time of a multiplayer match. And, like, yeah, it looks, like, more sprawling, but it also just, like, looks like more Battlefront. Just Star Wars droids shooting each other, all that kind of stuff. Um... And they, they just didn't show a lot that I am interested in. Like, they they always show uh, sports and things like that. So they did FIFA and Madden and, like, I, I get it. Soccer sells really, really well outside of the U.S. And even in the U.S., like, FIFA does mad work for EA. But I just, like, I'm not interested in sports games. So that stuff flew right over my head. Um, and they always, they try to reboot Need for Speed. And, like, man, there there is room in my heart. To, for a good racing game, and I Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was probably the last Need for Speed game I really loved, and for some reason they decided, like, Burnout wasn't cool enough, even though Burnout Paradise is, like, probably one of the best racing games ever made, period. Um, but they didn't make another Burnout after Burnout Paradise, and then they let the team that made it basically fall to the wayside and make a bunch of trash garbage. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The new Need for Speed looks cool. I'm going to be real honest with you here. I cannot even remember what it's called. Uh, but they took like a couple year break, which they had done before, and they tried to reboot it because the last one was actually called Need for Speed again. And like that was not very good. So the the new Need for Speed basically looks like just like a cool Need for Speed game, but with a plot straight out of the Fast and the Furious. And like I can get down with some Fast and the Furious shit, but it just. Uh, I don't know. The way it transitioned from, like, gameplay to cutscenes seems like it would be super jarring, and I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, 
other than that, it had a lot of sweet, like, crashing, like, you know, the crashing that Burnout used to have, and so that's, that's whatever, but overall, EA just, like, not my jam anymore, I don't, I, I don't really enjoy a lot of the stuff that they're bringing to the market, and I was kind of hoping that they would show the Star Wars game that Visceral has been working on, uh, they're the studio that made Dead Space, and they've been working on the Star Wars game for what I feel like is, like, five years, and they still haven't even, like, shown concept art or anything of it, uh, the lead writer from the Uncharted series, Amy Hennig, like left Naughty Dog to go work on this game, and I, there's been nothing about it. And I don't know if that means that it's like on, like on actively on fire or like what's going on. Um, but yeah, that that was all for EA, and like I I thought that was kind of weird. Um, then Sunday, uh, there was. Microsoft, which is weird because normally it's on a Monday, so I'm used to like waking up on like a Monday at around noon watching Microsoft and then watching EA and then Ubisoft and then Sony, so it's like a jam-packed day, but so it was just kind of like a lazy Sunday. I started watching the Microsoft conference at noon, and I personally think that Microsoft did a really good job. Um, I was really excited for this E3 because I think that Microsoft and Nintendo had a lot to prove because Nintendo's just put out the Switch, right? So they have to show a lot of cool stuff to keep people interested, <clears throat> whereas Microsoft is interesting because... While Sony put out another half-step console, the PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, Microsoft kind of held it back to make it a lot more powerful, and that's the Xbox uh, Scorpio, or as it is now known to us, the Xbox One X. And it is it is very powerful. Um, like, it's closer to, like, a pretty good gaming PC now. Um, uh, way closer than the Xbox One is. Uh, but I also feel like they still didn't really do a good job of selling the Xbox One X to consumers. Uh, because basically they just said, like, yeah, it does 4K, and it does 4K, 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 4K. Like, how many times can you say 4K before, like, it just doesn't really mean anything? And, like, yes, it will run uh, Xbox One games faster, so they'll load faster and they'll look slightly better. Um, but other than that, like not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot that's worth it, uh, especially if you just, you don't have a 4k TV and it's weird because I, I even hear a lot of like video game journalists talking about how they don't have 4k TVs yet. And so like this stuff doesn't interest them. Uh, I was, I was fortunate enough to pick up a 4k TV for a very low price, uh, this past black Friday. So I have like a 50 inch 4k TV and 4 4k looks very good um personally i think that they should really shoot for having everything be 60 frames a second before they try to target 4k on anything but that's a that's a discussion for a totally different day um but the thing i like about microsoft's press conference other than the fact that they called the new xbox the xbox one x which is just like i, I think is terrible i think they should have just called it the xbox uh, so then they could just do like, oh, it's like the 2017 Xbox and then like the 2019 Xbox because it'd be really easy and like cool to market. But no one ever does the stuff that I think would be a good idea. Um, but but they just showed a lot of games and they showed devs come out to like talk about their game. And that's one thing that like I think a lot of people get bummed out about when someone comes up on a press conference stage and like kind of talks a little too much. But it's good to get context from them about like how excited they feel or seem about the game. 
Uh, and so, so Microsoft did that. Uh, like they did the usual. They showed Forza. Um, they showed off a Sea of Thieves demo, which is like this cool pirate game that Rare is making. I still don't really know what Sea of Thieves is, and it's not a full price product. It's only forty dollars, and so like that's really weird. You like do treasure hunts with your homies, and you have a boat. It's really all I still know. And that game has been showing gameplay for like three years. <laughs> I should be out early 2018. I'm excited about that. Um, they did not show Halo or like Gears of War really. So like that's like an off year for them uh, in that regard. They, they didn't have like a lot of like first party stuff, which I think is weird because last year they announced a ton of first party stuff and we're like, yo, it's all these new IPs and they're really cool. Like the Phantom Dust reboot and like Scalebound and then they like canceled all that stuff. And so it doesn't seem like Microsoft really has any first party stuff other than like whatever Rare is making at the time, like Sea of Thieves right now and then like Halo and Gears. And it's like, <clears throat> excuse me. And I guess, I guess Forza, like Forza, Forza is always going to be there. And ra- racing games are cool. Some people like semi racing games, but yeah, I don't know. They did also, they just had a lot of third-party stuff. So, like like I said from EA's thing, the game Bioware is putting out, Anthem, they showed gameplay of that, and I think it looks pretty sick. Uh, The graphics are super cool. Uh, It's a third-person shooter, like, um, in space, basically. Uh, They were on some weird, like, lush planet. And it kind of looks like Destiny mixed with, like cool movement like titanfall like in there you're these dudes getting in these weird titanfall-esque uh like mech suits and so it looks like you just get a bunch of loot and do quests and discover areas so it looks like a combination between those two games which theoretically could be really cool um it might just being another generic third person loot shooter but I, i guess we'll see about that um i'm trying to think oh but the thing that microsoft showed that I got so hype about, and if you know me, you'll know why I would get so hype about this. I could talk about it all day. I won't. But the week before E3, or a couple days beforehand, Namco Bandai accidentally sent out a press release early saying that Arc System Works, the people that make the fighting game Guilty Gear, were going to be putting out a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. And I love the fighting in Dragon Ball Z, right? Like, whenever I picture, like, cool anime fights, I always think of Dragon Ball Z because they're flying around using energy beams and, like, punching each other with, like, real force. And I I always have loved Dragon Ball Z. And, like, I I have a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. Most of them are not very good. Um, But Arc System Works making a Dragon Ball Z fighting game is, like, Something that I could not have believed unless it was from a real press release, and it was. Like, if that was a rumor, I would have been like, ah, you're just fucking with me. Like, no way could that happen. And so, they put out that press release and a couple screenshots, and you're like, oh yeah, that looks like the cool 2.5D action going on in Guilty Gear. Like, that'll be really cool. But they showed a trailer. My god, this trailer. If you have not... It doesn't even matter. I don't care if you like anime. I don't care if you like DBZ. You should look up the Dragon Ball Z Fighters with a Z trailer or just any gameplay and you watch that. It is a 3v3 fighting game made by Arc System Works and it has Frieza and it has Goku and it has Vegeta and all the homies you love. And it is so sick. I cannot wait to buy that game. It comes out in early 2018. And now, like, that's really weird because most people would be like, oh, well, that's just, like, some weird random game they showed from a third party. Best thing in that press conference. I was blown away. I am very excited by that. 
Uh, Cuphead got a release date. So like the indie game Cuphead that looks like a weird 1920s cartoon. It, it looks really cool, but uh, it's been in development for a while and they had shown it at the past couple E3s, but it finally got a release date. Uh, I can't remember what that is right now. I think it was at the end of August. But overall, like like I said, I think Microsoft did a very good job of getting up there and saying, like, hey, we got a bunch of games coming, but, like, also, it matters. And, yeah, they talked about the Xbox One X and how it has, like, liquid cooling and, like, oh, my God, the transistors and, like, ooh. And they get a little, like, kind of, like... I, I don't know, like masturbate with their weird stats and stuff. And, and what I think is weird is like most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like you tell somebody like, ooh, it's got six teraflops. Like they, they don't know what that is, but it, it's cool for, pe- for people who are into like specs and stuff like that. Like they got, they got what they wanted out of it. And that that's interesting, I guess. Um, and, and they, sh- and they showed a lot of games. I, I was, I was a fan of Microsoft's and Phil Spencer, the head of the Xbox gaming stuff. He, he's like, he's a genuine dude, right? Like he gets out there and he says things and you know, he actually gives a shit about the brand and and that's, that's, that's what's really cool. So outside of Xbox, after that next day, Monday, you get Ubisoft and like, you know, Ubisoft is really hit or miss. Sometimes they have, like, 45-minute segments of James Cameron talking about the film Avatar. Sometimes they have, like, a 10-minute onstage laser tag demo for this weird thing that I don't even never know if it came out. But then you get years like this one where, I don't know, there's something charming about Ubisoft. They can do it right. So n- normally they have uh, the actress Aisha Tyler do the stuff uh, and, like, announce all the games and things like that. Uh, and like basically host the show. They did not do that this year. Uh, they didn't really say why I, I was told that it, she, she was like going through some type of divorce or something. And that's like the weird TMZ rumor or whatever the hell's going on. But she, she was not there, but the way they opened this thing, man, it was like, it was an unreal scenario. So it leaked, uh, a while ago, probably near the switches release, actually a little bit before, uh, Laura Kate Dale, a journalist, was leaking information about a game with Mario and the Rabbids from Rayman Raving Rabbids. Like, the weird, crazy rabbits from the minigame collections on the Wii you know and love. Uh, and it was basically just like, yeah, it's like it's kind of like XCOM. And you, th- you think to yourself, like, this is not real. There is no way that Nintendo would be like, hey, you know who we should partner up with th- this game for? Ubisoft, and we should use their weird rabbits that are like kind of like the minions from Despicable Me, and then we should make them all have guns, and it'll play like a super hardcore strategy game that made a resurgence in recent years. And like that just sounds stupid, right? And so when the Switch was first announced, everybody was like, oh, you lied about this. Why would you make up such a dumb thing? And then, like, a couple weeks before E3, Jason Schreier on Kotaku was like, yo, but no shit, we got design docs of this Mario Rabbids game. And then, at that point, it's like, wow, it is real. And you hear have all these, like, first-hand accounts of the game and stuff. And you have, uh, like, some screenshots. And you're like, wow, this is going to be real. Ubisoft opens their goddamn press conference with this shit. They have Miyamoto... The creator of Super Mario come out on stage with a fucking gun. (coughs) Excuse me. A hand cannon. 
And he comes up with Yves Guillermo, the French uh, Ubisoft, uh, the CEO of Ubisoft, and they're just like, they're posing with these fucking guns, and they're like, oh yeah, Nintendo's pleased to partner with Ubisoft to make you... Uh, Mario X Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And then you see the gameplay of this goddamn game, and no one lied. It was all true. It is just XCOM. You got Mario with his hand cannon hiding behind cover, blasting on other rabid fools as they come by him. And you just got, you got like the. Rabbids dressed like Mario, jumping off Mario's back to do like sick flips over cover to shoot these other things. It's insane. And it looks so good, and I never thought in a million years I would say that a video game with rabbits in it would be a cool video game franchise, but here we are, and it comes out at the end of August, and it's on the Switch, and I'm gonna buy it, because I think XCOM is cool, I think Mario is cool, and this game looks so sick. Uh, and then after that, like, they really... They really just, they let me down. Uh, I mean, not, like, let me down, but, like, I, Ubisoft games have all become so homogenous. Like, uh, Far Cry is going to be Far Cry, and they showed Far Cry 5. Uh, and then, like, the new Assassin's Creed, they took a year off to make new Assassin's Creed. It's called Assassin's Creed Origins, and it's, like, in Egypt. And, like, at first glance, I was like, oh, this looks cool. Maybe I'll get back into Assassin's Creed. But then, upon further inspection, it's like they're doing things that they did in their most recent Tom Clancy game, Wildlands. Like, they have drones in that where you mark your enemies, except in the new Assassin's Creed, you do the exact same thing, but with a bird. There's a lot of, like, weird crafting and stuff, like you would have in Far Cry, but in this game. And it's just, like, at some point, every Ubisoft game is basically going to be the exact same thing, but with a different setting. Like, Assassin's Creed is Ancient Egypt. So, like, while I think that game will be cool, I just, I feel like all their games are too samey now. And then, like, they're putting out The Crew 2, which was, like, their interesting, like, racing game where you race across the United States, except now it's got boats and planes and trains. There's no trains. I lied. But there are boats and airplanes now. And I think motorcycles? Probably motorcycles? And, and like, sure. Whatever. Th that game is coming out. Um, And there's going to be... They're going to put out a... A boat game called like Skull and Bones, where that you're pirates and it just seems like the ship combat from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And I don't know why that game is being made, but it looks kind of interesting. It's like a multiplayer only game where you boat battles. I don't know. I like the ship combat in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but do I want a whole game just about that with like multiplayer seasons? Like, probably not. And uh, they they showed the newest trailer of the new South Park game, The Fractured Butthole, where the kids are uh, superheroes. And, like, that looks pretty cool. I didn't play the first South Park game, uh, but it was good from my understanding. It's an RPG, and this one looks like it will also be good. It's got the South Park wit and humor, and, you know, that that's that's cool for people who are way into that kind of thing. And it says a lot that I don't really remember anything else, but there was nothing to be, like, super excited about or disappointed about other than uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That shit looks dope. But at the end of the press conference, this is... Most most places, uh, most, most press conferences end with someone coming back out on stage and being like, and we have one more thing for you. And, like, this is the thing. And it's always some cool surprise announcement or something that everybody's going to get really excited about. And so they do that with this. 
and they put out they put on a trailer and it comes on and I'm thinking to myself like this is really weird it's this talking monkey and like this really good CG and he's like trying to like sell a statue to this pig guy and he's like swearing and doing all this stuff and he's like really got this attitude I was just like I don't know what this is like am I supposed to know what this is and as it got closer to the end as it keeps going as the monkey's escaping the city because he like swindled the pig guy I said out loud to my friend I was watching it with I said this is going to be Beyond Good and Evil 2. And for people who don't know the legacy of that, Beyond Good and Evil was a game that Ubisoft put out from the creator of Rayman, Michel Ancel. Uh, I want to say like the mid-2000s. Um, and it was basically like, you play as this girl who takes photos, and it was basically like kind of like The Legend of Zelda, more like Ocarina of Time, but like with photo taking. And people really liked it. Uh, I never played it. They did an HD re-release. So I might try to check it out. But they announced a sequel to that many years ago, like five years ago now, I think. And that just kind of fell to the wayside and people were like, oh, well, they're probably not making that game now. But this was it. I was not wrong. You, you get to the end and you see someone who looks like the main character of the of Beyond Good and Evil, but she's like older. And then it fades out and says, this is Beyond Good and Evil 2. And Michel Ancel gets on stage and he kind of like starts crying because he's been working on this game for a long time trying to get it made. He says like, we're finally doing it. And like, this is what it is. And it turns out that that game is like nothing like the first one. And it's also a prequel. So it has none of the characters or charm that people loved from the first one. And it's basically like No Man's Sky. And like, I... I, I don't even know like that I'm I'm at a loss for words because like No Man's Sky kind of did bad with procedurally generated world stuff and now you have a game that's been in development hell for a while coming out trying to be that same thing but giving it the name Beyond Good and Evil 2 I don't really know what's going on sure Ubisoft make your cool weird risk game let Michel Ancel do what he wants but like I don't know how that's going to turn out. There's actually a, a website where you can sign up for the beta. I ha- I haven't tried again because during E3 it was like being bombed out and I, it kept crashing and stuff. But I- I'll get in that beta. I'll test that out. I want to know what they, I want to know what's up with that. That sounds, that's so weird. I don't know. And so that was the end of Ubisoft. And after that, uh, many hours later, because Sony's is always kind of late as at like 9 p.m. on that Monday, we had Sony's press conference, which started with this weird, uh, like, I want to say, like, Middle Eastern-sounding music that these four people were playing live, and it was really weird and went on for kind of too long. And then they cut to some trailers, and the first three trailers had no sound. And it was really insane. They showed, like, the new uh, Uncharted thing that's coming out with Chloe and Nadine that's, like, a prequel to Uncharted 4. And I originally thought it was just, like, a DLC side story thing, but really it's, like, a 12-hour game, so it's, like, as long as Uncharted 2 was. And that seems... that That's cool. I'll play that. But, yeah, that didn't have sound. They announced DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, That didn't have sound, and I don't know anything that was going on in that. There was a lot of talking, so obviously with the no sound, didn't get a lot out of that. And it was there was like snow, and then it was called like Frozen Tundra Boys or something. And so I apparently there's going to be DLC for Horizon where there's snow. Uh, I don't even remember the third trailer that didn't have sound. Maybe I'm making that up, but or it was just not that memorable. And and so Sony's Sony's thing, right? 
Usually I love Sony's press conferences because for the past couple of years, they've really been trying to stick it to Microsoft. Like the one where they uh, unveiled all the stuff with the PS4 and things like that and were really just shoving it to Microsoft. Like, sure, it was kind of shitty towards Microsoft, but like competition like that in games makes everything better uh, because both sides strive to be better. I feel like now Sony is at the place where they were in the middle of the PS2 where they're like, yeah, we're crushing everybody. And now we like kind of don't have to give a shit. So we'll like keep making games and stuff. And like, I feel like that's where they're at now because like, I I don't know. I still say like people get kind of upset when people come out on stage to like give a live demo of a game and like talk about it for a little bit. But like, I would rather have that than just like, a trailer with nothing around it like absolutely nothing said about the game and that that's all sony's was it was basically like sean layton the head of playstation coming out and being like yo what's up we're sony we got video games and then like just running like a hundred trailers basically like before they used to have like adam boys get up on stage and i know he doesn't work at sony anymore and he works at iron galaxy but like he, he used to get up on stage and be like, these are all the sick indies we got, or, like, letting someone else come up and, like, talk about their game. Like, that just didn't happen. And to be frank with you, there were no indie games at all in Sony's press conference, which, like, I I I don't really know, man. And they just, they seem to be, like, too complacent and, like, stubborn. So the the one thing I forgot to mention was, from Microsoft's Minecraft, one of the most popular games on the planet, like second only to League of Legends, basically, is getting a 4K up the graphical update, which like, who cares? They're just blocky 4K models. But they also announced that it's getting cross-platform play. So they show this trailer where they're like, yeah, you can play on Xbox, you can play on PC, you can play on your phone, on your tablet, and on your Nintendo Switch. And they showed a Switch in the fucking Microsoft press conference, and you're like, that's crazy. And then I thought to myself, man, they didn't show the PS4. That's kind of weird. And then come to find out, Sony basically said, like, nah, fuck you. No no crossplay. And their excuse was, like, they don't think that Microsoft is going to be able to keep kids safe. Because, was it just, they were like, we can't, we can't promise you who's going to be on the network when it's Microsoft's thing. And it was just like, what a fucking shitty garbage answer. And, like, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. But, like, come on. Nintendo is the most protective, family-friendly company on the face of planet Earth. And they're like, yeah, sure, let's hook it up. Minecraft, everybody plays together. And it's like, that's cool for people who play Minecraft. But, like, Sony's just, like, off in a corner, like, just being like, these tools. And, like, I just, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. And, like, sure, Sony showed some cool stuff. Like, Insomniac Spider-Man game finally got shown. Uh... And, like, they showed a pretty hefty gameplay segment, probably, like, 10-minute demo. Like, that Spider-Man game looks really fresh. They got the web-swinging correct like it was back on Spider-Man 2 and, like, the GameCube PS2 days. I played the shit out of that game, and it was really fun. And this one just looks like a modern version of that with some more quick-time events. And, like, sure, I'll play Spider-Man's Insomniac game, but, like, you knew what that was, right? They didn't announce anything, like, new or cool. Like, they showed an updated Shadow of Colossus, which has already been remade in HD, and, like, sure, a lot of people think that Shadow of Colossus is one of the best games of all time, but, like, do you really need to remake it again? 
I mean, like, sure, before on PS3 it was just, like, an HD up-res, but, like, now it's being remade again, but, like, with new graphics by a different studio? And it's like, are we really that out of ideas that we have to re-resurrect old IP twice? And their other first-party game, man. Like, yes, we know Naughty Dog is working on The Last of Us 2, and that'll be dope as hell. But they didn't show any of that because it's, like, not at a place where they're ready to show it but they have this other studio which i can't i can't even think of the name of the studio making it um but it's called days gone right and it's another fucking zombie game and it's like you already have the last of us which i know technically isn't a zombie game because they're mushroom people but like you got another zombie game and it just every single thing about it looks so forgettable and i i I don't care if anyone, like, trashes me for saying this, because it is, like, kind of, like, a super hot take, but it just, it doesn't look great. You're, you, like, play as this biker, and then, like, the whole thing, they showed a demo of it last year, too, it's, like, their whole thing is, like, man, there's a lot of fucking zombies, and they, like, climb up on each other, and zombies, I don't know, and it's just, like, I don't care about zombies, zombies have been played for so fucking long, and I'm tired of it. And so, like, their whole thing is like, yeah, there's zombies, and there's a lot of them over there, and you can make the zombies come over here if you make a noise. And it's like, I don't, I don't even know. There was a guy in the demo, and his name was Manny. That's what I remember about that demo. And it's weird, because I've read articles about it, too, and people are just like, yeah, I played Days Gone, and I felt absolutely nothing. I remember reading a forum post, someone made a topic, a thread that was like, for people who have played Days Gone and felt something, what is that like? And it's just like, people are dunking on this game before it even comes out. And I'm sure it'll be like really cool because it's got a lot of, it's got a big budget behind it and a good team. But like, I can't get excited about it. And I think Sony is just in a year where they got a lot of games in development and not a lot's going to come out. Like it's all going to come out in 2018 and then next year we'll have a bunch of cool things at E3 for announcements, I hope. But like they showed the new God of War again, right? And like that game looks cool. It was like an interesting, uh, it was an interesting look at that game. It's Kratos and he's angry still, but he's got a son now and it looks really cool. And they're trying to make it more narrative focused than the just like mashy blood festival that the previous games were and i'm on for god of war but like we already knew what all those games were like almost everything sony showed was a known quantity except for the crowning jewel and now see most people once again it's like microsoft's where i thought dbz was the greatest fucking thing on planet earth they showed a monster hunter game on a stage at an E3 press conference, a Sony press conference, no less, a fucking console Monster Hunter. Now, for people who don't know about Monster Hunter or aren't way into it, the concept of a full-fledged, real big-boy console Monster Hunter game is so insane. This franchise has been tied to garbage handheld hardware for years. At first, it started on the PS2, and you know what? Sure, we'll give them that, PS2. Then it was PSP, though, and you're like, oh, man, dog, what, what is happening? PSP, and then you're like, oh, surely it'll come to the Vita, and, like, that'll be okay, and then they were like, nah, fuck that. What if we put it on the 3DS? And you're like, okay, I'll play it still, but, like, what's going on here? It's coming to the PS4, man. It's called Monster Hunter Worlds, and it looks sick. 
I cannot wait. It's like, oh, it's all HD and shit and it's more westernized because there's like going to be damage numbers and stuff. Oh, and it's coming. It's coming to the US, man. It's coming out. And like, that's really cool, right? And like, if something, someone who's a huge fan of that, that's really cool. But everything else was like first party or otherwise was like, oh, it's a known quantity. They, they showed uh, the Call of Duty. Right, the new Call of Duty, Call of Duty World War Two, and it's like mm, it's, I don't care about that either. As someone who doesn't really like first-person shooters, especially Call of Duty, which that that'll be big for some people. That's really cool, but yeah, there wasn't a lot, not a lot for me. And so then we wake up the next morning, at I think it was at noon. I would say bright and early because it was nine there, and yeah, noon here, uh, and I watch Nintendo's thirty-minute presentation. Because they don't do press conferences anymore. They just put up a Nintendo Direct. And I I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about Nintendo at this moment. I feel good about them because I like the Switch. And by the end of this year, there will be a ton of really good products. I've talked about this a lot over the past few days with some people. And I think at the end of this year, the Switch will basically have as many titles and very equivalent titles as what the Wii U had at the end of its entire life cycle. And like that's crazy. Because you got Arms just came out. Which is like their fighting game. Pokken is being re-released. So that was on the Wii U. Now it's on the Switch. Mario Kart got re-released. Uh, Splatoon 2 is coming out in July. And that's basically just like Splatoon again. But with more in it. Uh, there's going to be a Xenoblade game by the end of the year. Uh, there is going to be a Dynasty Warriors-style game in Fire Emblem Warriors by the end of the year. And, like, the Switch is in a good place. And so Nintendo did show a decent amount in a half hour. Um, they they did show a new Xenoblade 2 trailer, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I will be purchasing that. It'll probably come out uh, near the end of the year, November, December. Uh, at first I thought they were living in a magic fantasy dream world where a huge JRPG would come out in the first year of the Switch's life cycle, but that's happening, and it's coming out worldwide, it seems, so that's bananas. Um, and so they showed that and gave basically a a release window, said confirmed it was coming for 2017. Um, they showed Pocken Deluxe again, and like, as someone who bought Pocken on the Wii U, I feel super burned by that shit. Because it's like, I bought the Switch too, man. Like, give me something new. And I got I, I got ARMS, what is a fighting game. I'm not going to buy Pocken again. I'm not going to buy Mario Kart again. So, like, whatever. Uh, and the, the main thing was they, like, they announced that Metroid Prime 4 was going to exist, but they just showed a logo. Uh, they announced that there will be a full-fledged Pokemon game on Switch at some point, uh, which is good because people were, like, not sure that that was going to happen but it's also kind of shitty because like you didn't even have any gameplay you didn't even have a logo you were just like it will happen like fucking course it'll happen it has to there will be a pokemon game on a nintendo platform in the future like who didn't know that was happening um but like they showed they showed a lot of stuff uh and the thing that they were hanging their hat on (laughs) haha no pun intended super mario odyssey and they had a Super Mario Odyssey, I'm not going to lie, I like Dragon Ball Z, I think Monster Hunter is really cool. Super Mario Odyssey is by far my favorite thing from E3. And it is because it is a full-fledged Mario game that is not afraid to take Mario and make it insane. 
So, like, it starts off, and there's just T-Rex, and you're like, well, that's really weird. And then a hat gets onto it, and Mario's mustache appears, and then Mario is controlling the dinosaur. And in that brief moment, you realize, oh, my God, this magic hat that Mario has can, like, put Mario's soul or, like, essence into things, and he can control them. And then that's what happens after that. He's like, he's throwing it at a taxi. He's throwing it at a bullet bill. He's throwing it at a Goomba. And then the Goomba gets the hat, and it's got the mustache, and then you can control it and stuff. And you're like, oh! And it looks so cool. And it looks like just, like... Your full-fledged 3D Mario platformer. So, like, not like Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, which is really cool, but, like, Mario Galaxy-level shit. Mario Sunshine, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that good, good stuff. Like, Super Mario 64-level of shit. And it's just like those where you're, like, collect, instead of collecting stars and stuff, you collect moons. Uh, Bowser is, like, kidnapped Peach, and, like, they're gonna get married. So, Bowser's got, like, this dope tux, and he's wearing a top hat. And Peach is in her wedding dress. And then the villains are evil wedding planners that are like rabbits. And you're like, well, fucking sure. Why not? And Mario goes to all these cool worlds like New Donk City, which the damsel in distress from Donkey Kong, Pauline, she has a political career now, apparently. And she is the mayor of New Donk City. And like... Mario goes around New Donk City, does all kinds of stuff. He goes to the desert, hangs out with some skeleton bros, and he gets all these different clothes, and his hat's name is Cappy, and it's got eyes, and it's, like, alive, and, like, maybe it's a ghost. I don't know. I, I have no idea. This game is insane. And it just shows him, like, throwing all his hat at all the stuff and, like, having fun platforming times. And this game comes out in October, and I can't wait. And, like, it just... I thought Super Mario Odyssey looked so sick when they showed it at the Switch launch thing to, right before the Switch came out. And, like, I've never been more on board with a video game before it came out in my entire life. I cannot wait to play this product. I think it will be so fresh. And, like, that was mainly what Nintendo was focusing on at the show. Like, I guess that's what a lot of the kiosks were for and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool. They did the same thing with Breath of the Wild last year. And, like, Breath of the Wild turned out to be a fucking great game. So... I have very high hopes for Super Mario Odyssey. In October, you can look forward to my Super Mario Odyssey podcast because I will just be me ranting and raving about how I played as a dinosaur with a fucking mustache. So sick. Oh my god. And that's really, that's all there was for me 3 Like, some stuff happened around the periphery, like uh, a series I really liked on the PS2, Hack GU. Uh, it's also an anime uh, that is being remastered in HD as a .hackGU 1, 2, and 3 collection. Uh, it actually was announced today. I mean, this isn't really E3 news, but it's coming to the West this year. I'm getting that. I'm very excited. Uh, so yeah, like, stuff like that happened. Uh, they showed some Dragon Ball Z, uh, Fighters gameplay. Uh, it was on the floor, so there's a lot of footage out there of, like, professional, air quotes, fighting game players playing it. Uh, there's a lot of footage of, like, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite footage getting out there. I didn't really talk about that at, from Sony's thing, because it's, like, just a story trailer, and Chun-Li's face looked like garbage. That game still doesn't look good. I don't think they had a very high budget, not a lot of time to develop it. But people seem to think that the gameplay is fun. And as someone whose brother has has a brother whose favorite game is Marvel vs. Capcom 3, he's very excited about it. Uh, and I will get it and play it. Um... 
but yeah, that's E3. That's what I was excited for. Not not a lot to like of like huge huge announcements at the show this year. And like I I really thought that this was gonna be one of those years because like a lot of stuff had come out and you know I, I don't know. Like Bethesda also did their press conference, which I didn't even really talk about because I don't know they're they're doing their thing they're gonna put out a new wolfenstein and they talked about a lot of stuff that already exists and a lot of vr fallout 4 vr doom vr they're making dishonored dlc i, I don't know but this doesn't have a lot going on that i care about and and that's that's e3 2017 and i it's i kind of feel like I, after the fact i'm a little down on it just because of like not really a lot of huge new announcements and stuff like that but like there was gameplay uh stuff was cool i you've heard me get hype i got dbz fighters like let me in on that i am there uh but yeah sony sony's press conference is always a really big deal for me i really like it a lot and they it would just let me down. They announced, like, six games in the pre-show, like, not even in the fucking press conference. Like, they announced The Undertale, my game of the year a couple years ago, is coming to the PlayStation 4, and they did not do it in a press conference. They did it in a pre-show? Like, what? Do you know how big the unfollowing for Undertale is? Like, that shit would have blown up the theater that they were in. They would have People would have lost their brain. I lost my brain. I'm gonna buy Undertale again. And so, so stuff like that, like, they even showed the new fucking Gran Turismo, like, people uh, love Gran Turismo, and you're telling me you didn't have enough time in your press conference to put up a fucking trailer of Gran Turismo? I don't know. Sony, Sony's doing weird stuff, and they keep putting out all these quotes, like, about the stuff for crossplay and, like, how they don't think the indies are, like, really doing it, and they're not helpful anymore, and, like, fuck that, because... Indie games are more relevant now than they've literally ever been. And that's another thing. I can't, I can't even get into that right now. Sony's just being weird recently. And while I still love my PlayStation 4 and I think they got a lot of cool games coming, they really need to step up their shit. Because, like, Microsoft was the underdog for a really long time. And now they're kind of, like, clawing their back up the side of that mountain. And, like, they're going to get Sony eventually. Like, if the Scorpio sells a shitload and, like, does better than the PS4 Pro, like... They could turn the tide, like, I realize that the PS4 has a way larger install base, but, like, it's not unrealistic for Microsoft to, like, come back and, like, be in the fight a lot more than they have been, and I, it's just, and I think that'll be cool, because, like, maybe they can, like, slap Sony up a little bit, and then, like, they'll try harder, because everything is better when everyone is trying harder, and I think Nintendo is even pushing them, right? Like, I didn't have a whole lot to say about their... 30 minute uh switch thing but like there is stuff coming out for the switch nintendo's doing gangbusters on that shit like it is the switch is selling way better than i thought it would i'm gonna be honest with you and it's gonna have a ton of games like nintendo's doing it right and so it's cool to see actually i think for the first time in a long time i think that all three developers are in a very very good place like when the wii u was happening people were always talking about like oh nintendo's not gonna make it like no one's saying that now and sony's obviously doing very well that's why i think i'm upset that they seem to be coming complacent and like microsoft has been gaining steam and doing really well and it's just it's cool and i think next e3 will be even better than this one and with that, I will release you into the wild. I actually talked for like 20 minutes longer than I thought I was going to, but I got really excited a couple times there, and I just kept going. Uh, but that'll that'll do it. We're done. We're done. So this is over. 
I just before we go, I have to say that the podcast theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're a really cool chiptune band. You should check them out if you have not already. But like, what is this episode 27? You probably should have done it already. Man, what are you waiting for? Go go get their stuff. Some of it is free. Just get like the, like our theme song. It's free. You can just go get that. I will see you guys next time. Peace out. <laughs>